0: 3, two, 1, Welcome to another episode of Harvest Now Conversations. Ooh. Welcome back to another episode and a new month. This month's theme is love. And to me, I think that is the most important thing about Christianity because it's one of the two. It, it is the, the commandment that sums up all of the law, which is to love one another and love God. So... This episode, we're going to be talking about how to walk in love, and what is love, and what God's love is in comparison to um, how the world teaches love and how Hollywood teaches love. So today with me, I've got Gerard. Hello. I've got Jamison. Howdy. And got Guada. Hi. And I've got Keith. Hello. And behind the cameras, Cheyenne, if you want to... No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... And yeah, let's just get started with the first question. So the first question is, how do we know that God loves us? So um, I think most people on the street, um, you know, they can't relate to uh, when someone says, oh, Jesus loves you, God loves you, because they've never, it's like they don't see him, they don't know him. So how do we know that God loves us? Does anyone have the answer to that?
1: All right. So easy answer is John three sixteen. So if you want to go there, you can open up your Bibles to John chapter three, verse sixteen. And it's a very well known verse. Um, You can see it on um, people's skin as tattoos. You can put it on your little Instagram bio, whatever. They have it on cars and stuff now. It's literally everywhere. Um, But the power still remains the same. So this is Jesus talking, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So, the instance here is that God loved the world. Um, in the Old Testament, it was God loved Israel. Israel, I loved, right? But in the New Testament, a new a, a new word is introduced: for God so loved the world. So it's not about just Israel anymore; it's the world. So it's everybody. Um, he loved the world so much, everyone in it, that he gave his only Son. So if you think about a prized possession, something that you love very dearly, imagine giving that up for the world. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you think about um, all these different, you know, if you think about a movie, and one thing I'm thinking about is um, uh, Avengers, uh, mm-hmm. was it is it Endgame or yeah. is it Infinity War? One of those. Um, and Black Widow sacrifices herself mm-hmm. for, the, for the good of all the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she, she did that because, you know, in a, in a worldly sense, she wanted to save the world. Now, in a godly sense, we're actually legit saved. We, we are saved through believing in Christ Jesus, who, who God the Father sent, his, right? So he, he gave his only son, and that's how we know that we are loved by God. Um, there's many different instances in the Bible where it says that, um, where it exemplifies God's love for us. So one, God sending his son, Another places hit the Son Jesus dying for us, and all these other places in Scripture where it's you know accentuated, mm. where the the love of God is evident. So
0: mm.
1: yeah, from a scriptural, scriptural standpoint, that's how we know that yeah. God loves us.
0: Yeah, like uh, the Scripture that that just describes what you're talking about exactly is one John three sixteen. By this we know love that He laid down His life for us. Yeah. Yeah, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. But yeah, so we know that God loves us because he came for us. Um, we we fell short and we could have gone to hell and he could have allowed that, like he could have just done nothing. But while we were, while we were yet sinners, he still came. Yeah. All right, moving on. All right, so how did the love of God affect you personally? And we'll start with Keith. How did it... Once you found out and like you you believed it in your heart that God mm. loved you, what happened to
2: you? So the powerful thing is when when I actually agree with what God's saying, that He actually loves me, it just opens up. Well firstly, I had to have my heart open to receive that. Mm. And when you do make yourself open, and mm-hmm. receive that He actually loves me. When you confess and keep speaking that, it's amazing what can happen. You start to feel better. You start to feel, you know, someone acknowledges me. Someone, someone does love me. Mm-hmm. I, I had to do whatever it takes to keep telling myself that that God actually loves me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, just just confessing, just agreeing with what He's saying over and over and over until mm-hmm. you know I'm almost sick of hearing it, but I'm not sick of hearing it because it's just I'm just going over it and over it and over it and over it because Mm. I know it will work. I know God's word works and Mm. it sinks. I want to have that enter into my heart. So going back to the question, um, could you just repeat that again? So what happened Mm. when when you knew in your heart that God loves you? What happened? So as a result of knowing that God loves me, I was just able to... Uh, just enjoy um, how God made me to be. Mm. Enjoy people for who they are. Who they are. Mm. Um, see them in God's eyes. So it changed my perspective. It changes my outlook that I'm not just living for myself, mm. but at the same time, I'm still looking after myself. Yeah. Uh, God's given me this body. I began to think, you know, I've been here. I've been planted on this earth for a reason, and I have to look after my body. But at the same time. I am reaching out for you know my brothers and sisters in the church or you know my family. I want to be a good example of his love, mm. which is unconditional yeah uh, there's no strings attached
0: yeah so open where were you mind. where were you before you had that
2: understanding of God's love? where I was before so that's a good question uh, your my your mind is limited you don't really think of others you don't have a big vision you don't have a sense of Identity, Mm. because you haven't even grabbed hold of that God loves you. So how can you walk in everything that is Mm. if you're not believing that? Mm. So you have to know that God loves you and you have to love yourself to be open to everything else that he wants to add to you. Right. Yeah. Mm.
0: What about you, God? The same question.
3: Yeah. Mm. Just like what um, Keith shared, you have to open your heart Mm -hmm. to God to experience his love, Right. Um, cause yeah, what I, what I experienced was like, I had an identity change Mm because we become a new man in Christ, right? Mm -hmm. So I gotta, you gotta understand who you are in Christ and who you are in Christ. You are love, right? That's, that's, that's one of them. Mm You're love, you're blessed, you're all that. You gotta know your divine Mm -hmm. identity to know your uh, divine destiny. Mm -hmm. You gotta know who you are. Um, yeah, it's, it begins on the inside. Like the change begins on the inside. Mm. And once you, uh, yeah, when you start accepting and believing that you are mm. love, your heart change, Your the way you think about yourself change and the way you think about people change because now you have the mind of Christ because mm. you have become one with him. Because if God is a loving God and he's in you, you know, it's it shows, it shows. It's not just in the inside him it shows. Mm. It's um, action, right? So yeah, you really have to open your heart and start believing that you are loved by God and that that won't change. That's a fact. <laughs> because yeah, when I, before, before I got saved, I, I didn't understand what love was. Cause like, I, I didn't really grow up with my mom around. Like my family was a broken family. So mm-hmm. there was not much love <laughs> in the family. Right. So it was hard for me to love others, to trust others and to love myself. I had a hard time loving myself. Mm. But when I, when I got saved and when I found out that I was loved by God. That changed everything, right? Like, my mindset changed. Like, I didn't care what others think about me because the most important uh, person in the world loves me, mm. right? The most, our God, <laughs> the creator of heaven and earth loves me. So it doesn't yeah. matter what other people think about me because I'm loved by him. And mm. yeah, that, that won't change. And it becomes it becomes real the more you you confess it over your life, the more you you accept it in your heart. It becomes more real and real to you every day. Mm. And you experience God's love. like It's evident. <laughs> it's evident everywhere. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: What about you, James? Uh
4: I think that um, the way God's love has affected me, I think it was uh, two major ways. Mm. One would be how I viewed people. Yeah. Um, like prior to experiencing and encountering God's love, I was a very judgmental person. Mm. I looked at people, categorized them. Um, just off one look, I can already make an assumption about you. Mm. And then, you know, with no, with not one single fact about you, mm. already say, this is that kind of person. Mm. She is that kind of person. I don't want to associate or I would like to associate myself with them. Mm-hmm. And um, I would often just like, yeah, like I... I th- when I when I picture this, I, I picture high school, mm. you know, just like completely just judging, making fun of people behind their backs, mm. things like that. Until I I encountered God's love, and um, and I can say it's safe to say because I know that God's love affected me because those same people that I used to judge, mm. if uh, I started seeing them again after not seeing them for so long, and there was a sudden sense of compassion for them, yeah, rather than this 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 hatred for no reason yeah. like I just decided to hate people because of the way they looked mm. it's ridiculous but, but I know that God's love affected me because the way I saw them like now after experiencing like wow this is a valued person mm. God died for them um, you know I would love to be this person's friend mm. rather than how it was before like if I didn't like you get away from me like mm. I'm better than you kind of a thing mm-hmm. uh, so that's one of the major ways and the other major way was how I viewed myself, mm-hmm. uh, you know, after experiencing God's love, I found that there was that I that I was valuable to someone. Mm. You know, obviously, like you know, I'm I'm valuable to my parents, but it's not the same value that I have in Christ's eyes. You know, in the sense of that I have a purpose, yeah. that I have a reason to live, that I have a divine mm. destiny laid yeah. out before me, and that I've I've got um you know a, a path just designed specifically for me to take. Mm. And, um, you know, because prior to that, I, I did think like, I didn't get to the point of being real low, but mm. the, the thoughts were there of thinking like, what is the point of living? Like there is, my life is vain. It's just all vanity. Like there's mm. no reason to live. Um, that was there I didn't take it any further, but it, it was always, you know, back and forth mm. until I encountered Christ. And He said, look, I've got a plan and purpose for you. Mm. There's a reason why you're alive. There's a reason why you're breathing today. And I have set that up for you. So. That changed a lot of my perspective about myself, um, and that I didn't have to feel insecure. Mm. I didn't have to feel like I'm worthless, but I was worth something to mm. someone.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, and that you know, learning that Christ saw me as a treasure, it 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 made me um, you know take my life more seriously, mm. because now it's not just my life. It's not just me that I'm living for. Aside from living with and for my wife, I'm also living for an Almighty God, mm-hmm. who has chosen me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that those would be the two most major ways that his love has affected me. Mm. Um,
0: And, yeah, just looking back now, I can see it really has changed Mm. a lot about me. So a question for all of you, like what does the love of God feel like? Is it a feeling? Like when you say that the love of God affected you, is it just like you learnt that God loves you or someone told you or was it this spiritual experience?
4: I'd say it's all three. Mm
0: -hmm.
4: Just having this sense
0: of... In a in a in our piece, we say that,
4: but I, I'm trying to I'm trying to simplify with that, make it sound too spiritual. But there's just like intuitive knowing within yourself, mm. if I were to put it that way. Where before there were, I was it was more I was more troubled mm. within myself. Whereas after encountering Christ, there's a supernatural experience within myself, within my heart, of this sudden confidence that I didn't have before, and I know that that is a spiritual sense. Yeah. Um so within myself, to answer that question, yes, um learning it as well from, from church. Mm. Of course, like you know, I have you know, being mentored by our pastors, people who have been in this for years, mm. um, you know, who have had their genuine encounters, genuine experiences where um they themselves have also come to experience Christ. And you can see throughout their testimonies, throughout the changes, the fruits of their life. Yeah. And then they can back it up and it's like, wow, I can see it in you. And they're also showing that it's happening within mm. me as well. So uh, from having um, other witnesses, other people experiencing, and also just from the word, mm. reading in the scripture, putting my faith and trust into the word, taking it as it is, seeing that Jesus has died for me, mm. reading that and putting my faith into that, decide, making the decision, like as these guys were saying, to believe in it, um, and letting it be made manifest in your life. And all those, they come into, into play together. Mm. And... Um, yeah, it, that has gotten me convinced mm-hmm. that Christ loves me. And okay. I hope this convinces you. If you're listening and you're not convinced, mm. get into the word, listen to people who know about God's love, mm. and just allow it to impact your heart because it's mm. real. Yeah. God's love yeah. is real.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: So same answer for everyone.
2: That's awesome. Just going on that, Jameson, that's amazing. Like I was just sensing that uh, for me, it came in all different ways. Um, one, I had to believe it, but I wanted to surround myself with like minded people. I wanted to surround myself like, why do I see this person so joyous and so expectant, nice. full of faith? I want, like, you want that. Mm. Things of God should be attractive, and mm. they are. In fact, yep. they are. So everything God has is good, we know, and it's attractive because He wants the best and He wants His glory to be shown in everything we do. Yeah. So for me, it was like, sometimes even pulling myself to church or pulling myself, surrounding myself with people who have a relationship with a living God, praise God. Mm. He's not dead. He's alive. Amen. Mm. <laughs> so um, it was revelation for me as well. After reading the word, God actually loves me. Look what he's done. He mm. sent his son. He, he didn't just leave us in the dark. And that's amazing. He, he sent his son, Jesus, his only son, to die for us. Mm. And he could have said, forget you guys, I'll let sin take over, and I'll just go on, you know, on my own way. He doesn't do that. He never will. He's not like that. Mm. He's a good, gracious God. So uh, for me, it was just obviously reading the word and confessing, um, surrounding myself with the people um, that I know that have a relationship, and it's an inner knowing. Like Like Jemison was saying, it's like deep within that you know because you know because you know. It's hard to kind of put one word to it, mm. but it's like having an expect expectation that something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. People can say whatever they say, but you know, God loves me because it's just a part of you now. And then it, there comes a point where it doesn't have to be, you don't have to, uh, you, you know, you're not trying to love, you're not trying to do something with mm. God. You'd never try. You either do or you don't. And it becomes part of your personality. It becomes part of your personality. It's not something that I'm going to have a nice accessory today on a Sunday. Yeah. It becomes part in me that it's actually knitted into me yeah. and people want to sense people. People want to have something real to, yeah. to grab onto. So, yeah, and I can – there's a number of people um, in my family and in the church environment that I really sense that they are really – have a relationship, a real relationship with their creator. They have mm. uh, these amazing testimonies, this amazing courage, amazing mm. strength. Like when you feel like you're worse and you pray and you've got this energy, it's, mm. it's incredible what God can do when you just yeah. put your mind and heart and, and believe what he says.
0: Yeah,
1: you're right. So in terms of how it affected me, mm. I was very much the same uh, as Jameson. um, if I'm being honest. I uh, I made the a thing of mine. I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm a good judge of character," but really, I was just being judgmental. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I look at someone be like, "Yep, he's a he's a tool," or like, oh, "This and that," all these different things. Um, and when, when I encountered God, when I when God's love began to affect me, that's that sort of stuff started falling away. And then I like those patterns of thinking. When I saw someone's like, "Oh wow, that guy's a tool," or whatever, that guy's a he's an egghead. This and that. That stuff started falling away, and like Jamison, it turned into compassion. It was like, oh wow, like um, I wonder, I wonder how he's going. Yeah. Um, and the like the mm-hmm. thought comes, like, oh, he's a tool. He's like, wait, that's wrong. Jesus would never do that. Mm. And we covered in the in another podcast. Uh, I think it was you teaching um, at a Bible study of ours where uh, there's this Christian saying, um, you don't have to like him, but you, mm. but you, you just have to love them. Mm. Which we discussed in that moment at the Bible study where that's a wrong teaching right? mm-hmm. because Jesus likes them. Mm. Um, and mm. I felt the same way that you did where I heard that and something wasn't, it didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that changed when I, um, when, you know, when I started pursuing God. One thing that was said today at church was, um, what was something Pastor Rod said? He said, when you pursue God, you're pursuing love. Mm. You're pursuing love itself. Um, for God is love. Right, so um, when I started pursuing that, naturally it uh, affected me. Like uh, we've said in a relationship podcast or a relationship Bible study, blah, blah blah, something like that. Where when you hang out, when you hang out with someone for um, for so so long, their tendencies start become part of you. Mm. So I say things that Christine says. Christine says things that I say, and we're like we're we're just you know what's the word? We're like one almost. Mm. Um, and in terms of how that's happened with God, like people, you, you, you can ask any Christian who's in, totally in love with God, like totally in love with God, sorry, you can ask them and they'll tell you like, I, spend, I, spend, I just spent time with God and God changed me. And it's mm-hmm. just that simple. Something happens. Mm-hmm. There's an exchange that happens when you're pursuing God with all your heart and all your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something that happens inside of you when you become curious, the mm-hmm. wonder um, you have for God. And you pursue him, he, he shows sides of himself that you never knew about, yeah. sides of love that you've never even heard about. Um, and that's what happened to me um, in terms of how, um, how it affected me. I, mm. I used, like I said, like Jamison, I was very hateful, mm. but after carrying God, it turned into love. And mm. yeah, praise God.
0: Yeah. Amen. Yeah. God's so good. For me, it was um, uh, like I was in a place where I felt worthless. I felt like, um, um, it was, it was in a period of my life where I believed that, uh, no one likes me kind of thing. And then I'm, I'm prime. I'm like looking for like an answer because I was just really unstable back then. And then, um, so I was at that low point. I feel like I was at that low point and I was looking and then, um, <clears throat> I, I was, uh, just, alone in my room and I'm just like, Lord help me. And then, wow, so I'm the only one that's going to come. I'm like, Lord help me. And then, oh man. For context, we were looking for
1: <laughs> tissues before the podcast. And then Jello's like, oh, "Are you guys gonna cry? Are you?" <laughs>
0: and then here so, I, just, I think it's just the the, the presence of God, man. Because I, I didn't think I was gonna cry. I just I was thinking there of you my go. testimony. See? But uh, like, Told you, mate, he. I asked for help, and like when I asked these guys, like, was it a feeling? Uh, was it just this? Um, you read a word and you just believed it. For me, it was like, I felt like, oh, man. I felt like, oh, thank you, Jesus. It was this, um, All right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right, bro. You're all right. You're all right. Uh, like, it, it tangibly, it physically felt like affection, like physical affection. Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh. Oh, man. Praise God. stop. just right. We're going to be here a while. <laughs> just let it. Just let it. Just let <laughs> it. Just let it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it affected me big time. Because God, that hug, it was like a prodigal son coming home. Yeah. <sighs> and um, I had done really stupid stuff and thought stupid stuff. And yet he hugged me in that way. Like um, there was no bitterness. There was no like, I told you so kind of love or you came, came calling back kind of love that is, I feel like um, that's, that's all I've been um, exposed to in my whole life. Like if you do this, then I'll remember it and I'll hold it against you, mm. forever. With God, it was like nothing like that. Yeah. It was just this boom. Yeah. I'm like, God, help me, and He did. Like, and He like, the the Bible says He throws away in um, what you've done to, into the sea of forgetfulness. He remembers not your iniquities, and all that stuff and that to me affected me in a way um, um, like after reading that God is love and what everything that he is, everything that he does embodies what love is and Jesus is God so I see everything that he does in the Bible and I realize that love is strength like the fact that the ability to not be affected by what anyone can do. Like Jesus was the most mistreated person in all of history. And then at the, at the pinnacle of being mistreated and misunderstood and um, reviled by the people he came to save and um, uh, abandoned by the people that say that they love him, he said, forgive them, Father, they don't know what they do. And I saw that, I'm like, wow, like that is, that is beautiful. That is, um, that's so impactful. I want that. I want to be like that. And I know just like how Jamison was um, captured by the way Jesus loves mm. uh, in the same way that that's what affected me. I'm like, he's so powerful. Like, um, I think mm. people's perception of Jesus is uh most people's perception of Jesus is that he's this hippie that just is like weak yeah. and it's like, oh, oh, peace and love and just like disregards all the, um like whatever, just ignores and denials, denies what's happening in front of him. But like what love is, is everything that he did. Like he was unaffected by what anyone could do to him. He just loves and it's so powerful. And I was affected in that way um when he had that to me like i feel like um like i wasn't aware of it at the time but i uh after that hug that um supernatural or encounter or that spiritual encounter i realized how um how far off i was and how much um i deserved hell but he didn't think about that like he's not it's not in his mind at all kind of thing he just no i love you that's it yeah. and it's yeah. like it's it's something that <clears throat> i'm not like i've never seen that before in the world it's always there's something behind it there's always an agenda mm, yeah. um there's always like oh i love you and it's this manipulation thing so that you know that i'm yeah. a, like i'm above but like god has none of that in his mind at all yeah. and that's crazy that's what affected me that's how I got affected. And then now I'm like um, pursuing, it, yeah, just like what Pastor Rod was saying today. If you pursue God, you're pursuing love. Mm-hmm. Like I'm pursuing that strength because I want to be um, someone that's um, that can't be affected no, no matter what. Like um, there is nothing that anyone can do to affect me kind of thing. And that's not a selfish thing, but it's just being like God. But, yeah, um, yeah, so that's that's how God affected me, moving on. Uh,
1: Still <laughs> affecting you? Still affecting <laughs> me. That's
0: it, man. Um, so, yeah, so I touched a bit on it in what I just shared, but what is the difference that you've seen between God's love and the love that you see in the world? And uh, we'll go again,
2: around again with Keith. Yeah, so if you look at, um, you know, in the world, uh, we can think of the first thing that came to mind is Hollywood. You know, the big motion pictures where you see this physical attraction between, uh, you know, the partners there, uh, all kinds of things, obviously. Um, there's always, I've found, and, and by experience as well, um, in, in relationships that people have a hidden agenda. Um, sometimes, you, you know, corpse c- catches you off guard. They have a hinted agenda. I'll love you only if you do this. Mm. And it's based on conditions. Mm. Um, and they will, yeah, it's only, it's crazy, but they will only love you if you have a certain, if you do these certain things. And then they're not interested if, you know, you don't do that kind of thing. They don't really love you. They may be just manipulating you or just using you for something. Uh, but, you know, there's so much more than that. There's so much more than just, um, so much more than what you just see, what we see on TV, mm. you know, where people are attracted to each other. Mm-hmm. God goes much deeper than that. And I love how you're saying that and it ministered to me like it's strength. Love love is a strength mm. that no matter what's going on, you know, you should have uh, that, that, that strength to um, that you both want to keep going. Like if you're in a relationship with each other, you love that person for who they are. Mm. You don't want to... Have any hidden agenda, you don't um, have anything against that person whatsoever. In fact, you want to be a team and work together, yeah. And you want to uh, form a good strength and trust with each other, and that's what God wants us to do is building trust with Him. But the world we see a lot is a lot of lust, we see a mm. lot of uh, just people um, getting in connection with the wrong people. Mm. Um, but what God ordains and what he puts together is absolutely blessed. Not to say attraction isn't a part of, you know, being, you know, with someone, it's a part of it. And, you know, God God wants us to, to, to meet those people and to be in that uh, be in that rightful place at the right time, uh, that people who will add value to you, people who will add something and multiply to you, mm-hmm. not just looking to take away from a relationship, not just to take away uh, when things don't go their way. Yeah, They want to just absolutely grill you and take away everything that you've worked out for. Mm. That's not love. That's just uh, maybe a one night stand, a one good time event mm. or a continuous event, but you're miserable. Mm. You know this person is using you. Why would you stay with something like that? Where I praise God that knowing God is a relationship. Knowing God is that there's a greater source. Mm. And he can help me be the example of love Mm. that is no strings attached. There's no conditions. It's just unconditional, selfless love Mm. that you see beyond the people's mistakes. You see beyond their past, their failures. And... I think too um, movies and and things like that you know how many times do they bring up people's past and absolutely just want to ruin their life because they made a mistake but god man <laughs> he he's so good because he just is interested in our future what we do now the world way is you know, just always focusing on the negative, on the past. It's me, myself, I. And it can, and it can, always, it can always be like this. like, it's always a bit about me, myself, I. Mm. I want to get something from this relationship. What do I get from it? Mm. Why should I invest my time with this person? Mm. But God's not like that. He says, I choose to walk in love. I yes. choose to be kind and, and, and patient. Mm. And I want to be an example of his presence. Mm. And I want to be an example where only he can give us the ability to really love somebody. um, And that's by having the spirit of God in us, of course. So the main difference for me is that the worldly love, there's a heck of a lot of conditions you may not be aware of. Mm. But one thing you know with God is he's true to his word. He does not lie. Mm. And he's all about giving us the, the best. Not to say it's going to be easy, mm. but it's very clear that he first loved us even when we we're all sinners. Yeah. And we can love our brothers and sisters. We can love the people we meet out of his grace and out of his help and strength and, and, uh, and the spirit of God in us. You
0: know? Yeah. Amen.
2: So what was the
3: question
0: <laughs> So what, the di- what is the difference? What are the differences you've seen uh, between God's love and the love that's taught in the world
3: so yeah speaking from experience it's like what brother Keith says the worldly love it's conditional mm. right its it's got conditions it's like you have to do something for me like to make me love you right that's thats the um world kind of love but God's love is unconditional it's got no conditions it's got no limits it's unlimited that's his love right um yeah, it's it's crazy how someone can love you that much. Like um I think it's in Romans 8 that you know it nothing can separate us from the love of God, like no mm. matter what you do. Okay. The love of God won't like you cannot be separated, right, from the love of God and that's a crazy love, man. Yeah. Like I reckon like when you um when you have like a uh like an encounter, like an encounter with the love of God. Because God is love. He is love. And um, you, when you experience the love of God, people see it. People mm-hmm. see it because, like, you start loving people. You start loving people. You, you um, yeah, you think the way Christ would think about this person. So, yeah, it's got, God's love's got no limits. It's mm. got... Um, yeah, no conditions, no hidden agenda. Mm. Agenda. He is just love. <laughs> mm, yeah. That's who He is. And it's amazing, right? So, yeah, there's no other, like, there's no better love than um, God kind of love. Mm. He laid down His life for us, right? I mean, like, <laughs> we would never die for someone who would, like, persecute us, spat at us, mm. you know? But Jesus did. He did that. And... In a human form, like, some people think that, you know, yeah, he is God, but he came down as a man. <laughs> so he's feeling exactly what, we're fe- what we feel, you know? We get offended when people <laughs> talk smack about us, but Jesus did it. He went all the way mm. with the same feelings that we feel about others. Like, it's crazy. Like, man, that's a supernatural love. <laughs> mm. It's amazing. So, yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: Gemma? Yeah, uh, these these two uh, briefly touched on it, but uh, I think just out of observation, um, and just hearing people say things like "I've lost my love for mm-hmm. them," I think I think a huge difference is that with God's love, it's it's unlimited. Yeah, but with the world's idea of love, it's limited, and what they re- they don't realize it's they've misinterpreted love for lust, mm. yeah. because the will only lust and attraction and this giddy feeling, this emotional mm. hype that you have for someone, this killings that we mentioned before, mm. that doesn't last forever. Yeah. But love, it, it goes beyond the emotional. It goes beyond the excitement and it, starts, it enters into commitment. It enters into committing until the very end and even beyond. And that's what, that's what Jesus Christ did. He committed his life up until the cross
0: mm-hmm.
4: and further beyond. He, he had every opportunity to give up, every opportunity to say, stuff this, forget about it. They don't love me, so I should not love them. Mm. And you hear that commonly in the world. I'll love them if they love me. Mm. I'll respect them if they respect me. Mm. Whereas Jesus, he died for us even while we were sinners. He yeah. loved us while we were sinners, even though we were very much in the wrong. Mm. very much he still loved us and he cannot stop loving us because he is love himself if he would have stopped loving us then his very existence would cease because he is love he's unlimited in love and the biggest difference is the world has misinterpreted what love is and have replaced the word lust into love and are now basing it on just an emotional rush and let's see how long this relationship can last. Mm. Let's see how long this commitment will last for. No.
0: God's idea of love is this commitment needs to last forever. It's like this idea of um, you got to, that's why so many people have sex before marriage. Yes. They got to try it out. Yes. Yeah. Yep.
4: And then there's a fear of, oh, well, what if we do get married and then the sex isn't good mm. after we get married? You know what I mean? Like they wait till then and then they say, well, then that means you're in it just for the physical pleasure. You weren't actually in it for the, for the person. Mm. Mm. And that's where it gets yeah. misunderstood. Yeah. Because love is not just the physical aspect. It does incorporate it. It does include it, but it's not solely based on that. Yeah. That's a lust. But God's love, as we said, unconditional, which mm. means no conditions, mm. no strings attached, yeah. purely for the sake of love. Yeah. And that's that's
0: God's love. Mm. It's beautiful. <laughs>
4: Change my life.
0: <laughs> yeah. Change our life. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Dried anything to add?
1: Yeah. I think we've covered it all, but um, I just wanted to add like the world's standard of love is usually based on feeling alone. Mm. Um, like you feel like you're in love, like the, you know, the whole honeymoon period and then the mm. honeymoon period ends. It's like, oh, I don't love you anymore. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Um, and it's just this—the the word "love" is associated with with feeling, but it really isn't. Yeah. Um, there's this song by John Mayer called "Love Is a Verb," and I think um, pro- that's prophetic. Uh, <laughs> I think that's um, really key into what love actually is in a Christian sense, like um, the the whole the whole um, idea. Uh, that love is something you do and not something you feel Mm. is it resonates with Christianity. Um, so, uh, with, with God, with Christ, actually it says in um, John, I believe it's 15, um, without me, you can do nothing. Mm. So without God, we can't, we can't even love somebody. Mm. We have to, we have to know God. Um, and God's love will just pour out of us Mm. because of that. Um, so in terms of what the difference is between um, God's love and the world's love. So just to summarize, it's the world's love is very conditional. Mm-hmm. God's love is unconditional. There's this, there's this lyric that I really like. Um, it's, in, it's in Graves into Gardens by Elevation Worship. Um, and it's, I'm not afraid to show you my weakness, my, failure, my failures and flaws. Lord, you've seen them all and you still call me friend. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, I think I'm gonna be the second one to cry. Hold on, <laughs> like hearing that, hearing Jealous' story, and hearing all our stories about love. Oh man, the the tears are flowing, dude. Okay, thank you, Jesus. Um, hearing, like I made mistakes as well. We all made mistakes, but particularly with the prodigal son, I resonate that as resonate with that as well. I. Um, I never told God, but my attitude was "screw you." I don't need you in my life after everything that happened. Mm-hmm. And to have Him just welcome me back home—that the in in the, of the, uh, in the parable of the prodigal son, the father is waiting eagerly for him to come home. How do I know this? Because he he saw the son from uh, from a long way from his house. And ran towards him. Mm. He didn't wait for the son to come to the porch and beg for forgiveness. the The father went to the son and said, "Welcome home." Mm. And then he said, "Let's celebrate your home. Get him a new robe, a new a new ring, and sandals for his feet." Um, and he he came and uh, from like a pigsty. He he was feeding pigs, so he, obviously he stunk. So um, the father didn't even worry about his past mistakes or where he was at he was just glad that he was home. And that's the, that's the, the father's love. That's God's love. Only, only, um, only God's love can do that. Um, like Jello was saying, it's the world's love is very like performance based. Mm. Mm. It's, um, if you make a mistake, I'm going to hold out against you forever. Like Jello was saying, that's, that's the, the, there are people out there who have that sort of, um, love if you even want to call it that. Mm. Um, but God isn't like that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so just adding on to <clears throat> that um, God's love is unconditional. I have a verse, so Matthew 5.47, it says, five oh, five 5.46, If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Do not even tax collectors do the same? And then 47, and if you greet only your brothers, what are you doing more than others? Do not even Gentiles do the same? So, um." yeah like like what Gerard is saying how um uh it's love is an action and it's not a feeling like mm. the world can easily love people that are lovable, mm. and God's love is different in that it it does not even look at that, like he loves people, and while I was thinking about that in while I was driving, I'm like Lord, how do you see people that you love them, even though they're like this or like they don't like they don't have they don't want to have anything to do with you? They hate you. Um, they're doing all this stuff that you hate. How do you love them? And what the Holy Spirit taught me is that He sees them as valuable. Uh, that to me is a a difference between the world's love and God's love, it's that the world's love only loves people that mean anything of value to them. But God's love sees everyone as valuable. And um, yeah, he taught me, if you see people as valuable, you'll treat them different. Mm. You'll treat their time different. You'll treat interactions different. If you see them as someone with value, if you see them as someone who's precious. And then I think about how Keith talks about people, you know, People are precious. And I'm like, wow, that's true. And then, yeah, I cried again in the car. Like, people are valuable. And yeah, so, and another thing, um, so I've already touched in it, touched on it in my story is that when God loved me, when, when I encountered God's love that time, I wasn't perfect from then on forward, you know? Yeah. So, like, he wasn't like, all right, I love you. Because I know you'll be perfect. Mm -hmm. Like he already knew that I was going to still like stuff up every now and then. Despite knowing that, he's like, yes, I love you. Like there is no, uh, there is, it's so clean. It's so pure. And um, yeah. And I think that is um, in the world when someone, when someone does something for you, for example, like, they're they're expecting you to to get your act together straight away. And it's like, if you don't get your act together, then, you know, I have a time limit on what I can, how much love I can give you. An expiry date. date. Like, all right, I'll forgive you. Um, All right, third time. All right, this is the last straw. You have to change. Or like, I can't keep going on like this. But God's not like that. Like what you guys said is unlimited. Um, But yeah. So yeah, I think that's a good place to end, um, and we'll get into prayer. Just before we do, does anyone have any final thoughts? Love.
1: I love the person listening to this right now. Wow. I love you too. <laughs> I said it first then. <laughs> right. just, just <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh wow. All right. So yeah, let's pray. I think I should pray. Yes. Um. Yeah. Thank you, Father for the person that's listening on the other end. I thank you, Father, that um, you love them with no strings attached, with no agenda. You love them for who you've created them to be. You love them. I thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, come against every bit of rejection, every bit of offense, loneliness, insecurity, In Jesus' name, I command you to get out right now. And I thank you, Lord, for your peace and your love to just flood them right now. I thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for healing them from every soul wound. I thank you, Father, for showing them who you are, showing them how to love like you do. And I thank you, Lord, for infilling them and infusing them with strength in Jesus' name, strength and faith to love. I thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for changing them inside out, that you're, you are working in them to desire and to do for your good purpose, in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, for the person that's listening on the other end, that you have a plan for them, you have a destiny for them. And I thank you, Father, for showing that to them, showing them what they are to do while they're on this earth, in Jesus' name. I thank you for... Um, your plans are to prosper them, not to harm them. And I thank you, Lord, that what you have in store for them is far beyond what they're imagining, what they've um, cultivate, uh, what they've conjured up for themselves. I thank you, Father, that you'll far exceed whatever expectation that they have in Jesus' name. So I thank you, Father, for just showing that in Jesus' name and um, downloading insight to them and wisdom in Jesus' name, on how to take the first steps towards that. I thank you, Father God, for everything that you're about to do with their life. And I give you praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: Amen.
0: Amen. amen. All right. Thank you, guys. Um, thank you, Lord. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next week. See you in the next one. Bye. You. Thank you for tuning in to Harvest Now Conversations. We hope you got something out of it and want to stay connected. You can follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Harvest Now Church to make sure you don't miss out on any future content. You can also message us at contact at harvestnowchurch.com to suggest a topic to talk about or to ask us a question. Until next time, stay blessed and see you in the next podcast.